Come on. Well, Life Club, this is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Ted Zipboy. Ted, are you ready to do this? I am. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, excited to have you on. Ted is the Chief Innovation Officer with Scholar. They're a Web 3.0 startup focused on radically innovating scholarships and academic charitable giving. Ted, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, awesome. So again, thanks for having me. A little bit about me. Um, I my background is actually in industrial engineering. Uh, I attended North Dakota State University in Fargo, North Dakota, uh, and learned a lot there about you know traditional manufacturing, but also had the opportunity to delve into the space of uh, innovation and entrepreneurship. Uh, you know, given my title, you can see that's kind of the path I've chosen. Uh, a lot of that actually started. I had a fellowship through Stanford University in California and learned a lot about evangelizing uh, innovation and entrepreneurship on a college campus. Um, from there, I went to a large medical device manufacturer called Boston Scientific, where I led our innovation accelerator and incubator, basically taking to, um, projects and to, uh, that needed tools, resources, or funding, uh, and spinning them off into their own businesses or even internal products. Um, I've been in the Web3 space. You know, It's kind of an interesting story since about 2012, 2013, when I was in eighth grade, uh, started learning about Bitcoin and doing some certain you know, things online with that. Um, always been interested in the space and finally had the opportunity to make the pivot to um, Scholar, where today I actually use a lot of those same innovation and uh, you know entrepreneurial skills to build uh, what our product and web platform is. So my job is namely responsible for building out um, our universal, uh, sorry, user experience and user interface, as well as doing a lot of our kind of the business side of things. So how do we how do we fund ourselves? How does our operations look, etc. So, you know, in the startup world, I think we all get to play a little bit of a Swiss Army knife, and I definitely feel that, and I'm happy to be part of that. Um, but, you know, what keeps me here is, you know, first and foremost, our mission and ethos. Uh, being a recent college graduate, I know the debt that that can have and uh, really sets some you know people back after they graduate. And secondly, um, you know, just the incredible talent and the, the power of the technology that you find in Web3, uh, you know, as an engineer and a nerd keeps me here. Uh, so it's just a, you know, kind of a really cool intersection of technology, uh, mission, and of course, our team being people. Nice. Well, that all makes sense. So what is the problem that, that y'all are seeking to solve? Yeah, great question. So I think most of us in the U.S. are well familiar with kind of student debt and the, the impact that that has on students as they graduate. Um, what it looks like in practice is right now, uh, majority of Americans graduate have on average around $23,000 in debt. And what happens with that uh, is that it basically sets people back from starting their career uh, as they kind of choose careers that they might not love just to kind of start having an income. The second thing is that a lot of them delay having a family, purchasing a house, some of these big life events are set back by that you know, lifelong student debt. We saw that as a challenge, opportunity to you know, innovate the way that some of that works. And where we focus is actually in on scholarships uh, and how that student funding mechanism works. So to talk about the problem today, as you look at the scholarship ecosystem, majority of them are distributed by two different parties. One, private people, this would be you and me, uh, you know, sponsoring students that we have a passionate about. And the other, they're actually issued from academic endowments. The best way to think about endowments is basically they're the, the financial arm of a university responsible for um, you know, operations, responsible for um, you know, different buildings and management, and more than anything, responsible for student financing, including scholarships. 
The issue is that these endowments are very inefficient, opaque, uh, and you really don't get that meaningful donor experience. Just to add some fidelity to that, right now, the average return that these endowments see is around 5% uh, year over year, and they have very high overhead fees being around 4%. So in practice, what this means is when you donate, um, the reality is that your money is growing at about 1% a year in most places. And that's at uh, you know kind of a high performing endowment. Majority of universities, especially as we think about, you know, technical schools, two-year schools, don't even have an endowment in the first place. And so we saw this as an opportunity to improve how that process works, uh, democratize access to high-performing assets for these smaller schools, uh, and lastly, provide a much more meaningful donor experience. So um, to talk a little bit about the origins of the project, um, we do have an existing what we call Web 2.0 platform, Web 2.0 being, you know, none of the you know, Web 3 or crypto blockchain elements. Um, the best way to describe that is a dating app for scholarships. So instead of seeking them out one by one, taking the 30 to 45 minutes to apply to them um, on our platform, you fill out your profile once and you're recommended scholarships based upon your cultural, academic and financial background. So it saves a ton of time for our students. Right now, we have around 30,000 users and I've done around two million dollars in volume. Um, and really uh, seeing a ton of growth on that. As we built it, again, we kind of recognize, hey, the other side of this token, the donor part, um, there's a much more meaningful opportunity here. So on our platform, um, when you come on as a donor, you can do donate directly to students. So instead of working through an endowment and kind of having that transactional, we'll see you again next year, you know, can't wait for your check, um, you actually get to see directly the students' lives that you're impacting. Um, it's been a much more meaningful and our donors have you know, given us really positive feedback. Um, it's interesting. Most people think that the number one reason people give is for that tax break. Um, but in, actually, the most number one reason people give is to feel closer connected to a social cause. So on our platform, say you want to sponsor women in STEM or black engineers, your money goes directly to that. And through the power of blockchain, we can actually prove that it went into the right students' pockets. So it builds that trust and transparency uh, in a space that really needs it. Awesome. Well, that's very cool and impactful and meaningful and, and, and all of those things. So from the idea of it to where we are today, how, how, how long did that, how long has that taken? Yeah, it's actually been, um, you know, an interesting journey. So that web 2.0 platform I had mentioned has been up and live for around uh, 18 months. Um, I joined the project as more of an advisory role. And then when we decided to you know, start looking at Web3 and blockchain enabled, um, I think that we started that journey in around February of, of this year. Um, so looking at our launch date here, um, we'll actually have that, you know, the Web3 enabled part of this, leveraging blockchain, leveraging um, decentralized finance live and ready to go within a month. And so I'd say it's a, you know, all in all from a Web2.0 platform having a year, and then the Web3 will take about, you know, eight to 10 months. So a relatively quick, in my opinion, just to kind of as the space moves really fast. Um, anyone that's in kind of Web3 or in the crypto space, if you're not building and not constantly delivering, you kind of get left in the dust. And we'd certainly feel that. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I sort of understand that. So <laughs> in terms of the, the, uh, the universities or just educational institutions, are you you are giving them access. If, if, if they say, hey, we're not being efficient, we are falling into that class of we're getting a 5% rate of return, our expenses are 4%, how are you helping them? Yeah, so um, majority of our partnerships are actually working with direct donors. Um, and so instead of working directly with the endowments, 
um, you know, our target audiences are these private donors. And so they can actually manage their own funds and scale them um, using what we call donor advised funds, where they can connect to, you know, different DeFi yield options. We highly recommend to, you know, basically do our due diligence and recommend stablecoin strategies that on average are in that six to 10%. Uh, and then, of course, our fees are much lower given that. But just to talk about our engagement with these universities, right now, the strategy um, is we work directly with their student financial aid offices to issue whatever scholarship directly to that student's account. So it's not like we're sending, you know, a $5,000 to their a student's bank account. We actually kind of close that loop with the university, confirm the you know, students, you know, basically cultural background, et cetera, et cetera, uh, to build that trust and transparency. Our partnerships with the smaller universities operate in that similar way, where we're not necessarily managing funds on their behalf, but giving them access to these DeFi strategies that earn more, um, as well as our kind of lower yield. So they can have access to their students uh, to issue these scholarships and then access again uh, to these higher performing funds. We're just kind of that intermediary and connection point. Um, The Web3 world is hard to navigate if you've never been there. And so what we really, really focus on is existing in what we call the Web 2.5 or hybrid finance where you know, it feels like your Facebook, it feels like these really user-centric tools, but has the power of Web3 without the, you know, the technical scariness. Yeah, we're having this conversation on, on June 14th, and that was, that was one of, the, um, of 2022. Um, I was, uh, sort of what popped into my mind is, I don't know what the, what the demographic is for people who are consistently giving money. I imagine they probably skew a little bit older. And so Web3 and you know, computers can be confusing for people of every age. Um, how are, how, how has that process been? Yeah, it's really interesting. The demographics that our platform has been attracting, it's definitely those traditional, uh, you know, donors, as you think about people that are well under their career and looking to give back to either a cause or university that they believe in. Um, but the really interesting one has been some of these, we'll call it web three D say D gens, but basically the the young guys that have made a ton of money in crypto looking to give back and sponsor crypto projects. And so um, really good traction with them. And that's actually opened our eyes to big opportunities. There seems to be a trend, um, you know, at least that we've noticed moving away from traditional four-year universities. Um, and while we're definitely see that as a huge opportunity, um, you know, we'll continue to partner with four-year universities. What's gaining traction is what's called certificate-based learning. So these are students not going through the, the four years, but rather taking you know eight to 10 week coding boot camps. Um, that's really popular in Web3 and kind of the blockchain development. And a lot of these companies look want to sponsor students. Right now, there's a huge vacuum though, where students doing these boot camps, it's all coming out of pocket. There are really no standardized scholarships or even places to search for them. And so we plan on stepping up into that. And that's really you know opened our world to, like I said, some of these you know younger guys that have made a ton of money and want to give back to the ecosystem. But the second part is some of these, uh, you know, kind of corporate giving initiatives where they want to once uh, basically build a pipeline of talent coming into the industry. Yeah, it seems like a virtuous cycle, right? Absolutely. And it's a uh, I'm curious to see how that develops and matures. You know, since we are young, a lot of the eyes go come from the Web3 world. But as we establish ourselves, uh, you know, our number one you know, challenge, in my opinion, is capturing that more traditional donor audience and, you know, building that trust, because obviously, crypto is a volatile thing. Um, there are less volatile elements of it though. And that's how, you know, building out trust and understanding will take a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Is there a cost for the students to use the program? So exciting right now it is free. Um, we 
there's what we call a freemium model. Uh, so basically they can apply up to um, $50,000 worth of scholarships per month, which in my opinion is a, it's a pretty high ceiling. Uh, and a majority of students, I think back to my college days, you know, after I was a, a college freshman, I just never went back just because it was so much work to apply to them. So um, one, we think that threshold is pretty high Two, It does drive traction once they hit that that mark, um, you know, we do have a token associated with our platform. And so the unique part uh, of the freemium, freemium model is that instead of paying your $9.99 a month for your Amazon service or your, your Netflix, um, we actually have an opportunity for them to use what's called staking. Uh, in crypto, that's essentially you lock up a certain amount of your tokens to help per, you know, provide health to the network, uh, and we reward that. So the long story short, um, you to keep things simple, um, it's the paywall that pays you. Because you're earning yield, you're earning interest, and that money is still yours. It's just locked up for a period of time. So for us, it you know provides health to the network, but for them, it gives them access to premium content without having to pay that premium price. Got it. How do you? Let's assume that I'm a 65 year old and I'm interested in 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 donating money to have students um, not have to incur financial debt. How would you describe stable coins to me? Or if you would just describe stable coins to me. Yeah, the, the simplest way to think about stable coins is that it's a cryptocurrency tied to uh, a traditional fiat asset. The most popular ones, in, in my opinion, the, the winners are the, the US dollars. And so right now there's a number of them that you'll see floating around like USDT, USDC. Um, and basically they're for every, think about the, the gold standard back in the day. For every dollar there is, there's a certain amount of gold that is in storage. Similar to this in crypto, for every stable coin, there's a, a US dollar tied up in basically a vault. And so it's kind of backed one-to-one. Given the volatility of stable coins, um, you know, there's been different strategies. Right now, I think we're gonna see a trend of over-collateralization. So you'd have basically a one-to-one in fiat with different crypto assets in a basket on top of it. The idea there is to provide stability to that price um, and you know, kind of keep that as closely pegged as the term uh, to $1. Cool. Thank you for doing that. And let's just continue the 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 example. Let's say that I'm interested in donating to um, to kids who are interested in STEM, and there's a specific program that that it's a sort of it's a certificate. Let's call it XYZ program. So, kids that want to go to STEM do XYZ certificate program, and I I donate a hundred thousand dollars. And I want to be able to actually see and, and track that. How do I do that? Is there a dashboard? Do I call somebody up and they tell me? Yeah. So it's actually a really simple process. We totally believe in the, you know, if you have more than four steps, you start to lose your users. Uh, and so the, basically what it looks like, the first step is creating your profile and choosing your causes and missions that you're most passionate about. Um, think about this, like setting up your Facebook profile, essentially. Um, very simple, straightforward. Uh, you know, once you've determined your your mission and your cause, now you can actually, you know, it's time to send that hundred thousand dollars over uh, and start growing some of that and doing some of the tax documentation. So that process is very simple. Right now, we have a number of ways to do that. Um, you can donate via fiat or cash. Uh, you can donate via crypto. Uh, we can do wire transfer, uh, and we're starting to look at potentially some of those, you know, transferring in equities to be growth. But that's uh, maybe a bit down the road. Um, from there, what's really unique about our platform is that you can actually then connect it to uh, a stablecoin strategy of your choosing. For donors that have never been in the Web3 space, we do provide a lot of education about what stablecoins are, how to assess risk, uh, and you know, obviously have a lot of that education up front. Right now, there's some very 
you know, conservative plays in the space that will earn you eight to 10%. Uh, and that's mostly what we'd recommend our, our users use. So basically you deposit, choose your yield in basically two clicks. Uh, and then from there, you just, uh, it's time to distribute scholarships. So right now we tend to see a lot of scholarship volume at the beginning of semester. So right before spring semester, right before fall semester. Uh, and then you open up your scholarship, basically say, so in three steps, create your profile, fund it, and then issue scholarships. Usually we give around a two week window for students to apply. And then what's really cool on our side is you don't have to sift through, um, you know, 500 applications. We actually have software and, uh, you know, a team that basically shortlists the top candidates. So in a, a very simple, simple process, I know I've talked a lot, but basically it's create your profile, fund it, choose your yield, and then issue those scholarships, um, you know, using our, our matching algorithm. We handle the back end, actually, you know, closing the loop with the university, closing the loop with the student. Um, and basically at the end of the day, what the donor gets is you know, the tax break that they would expect. We do have a registered 501c3, uh, as well as a, a thank you message directly from the student saying how this is going to impact their lives. I love it. Super cool. Well, Ted, people are ready for that difference making tip. What do you have for them? The difference making tip, it's something, uh, you know, that I always live by. It's uh, be bold and challenge the status quo and everything we do. Um, you know, I think people hear Web3 blockchain and crypto, and when we tell them we're focusing in on traditional endowments and academia, they kind of go, that's interesting and bold. Uh, you know, so it's just always, you know, saying, you know, being creative, being innovative and challenging that status quo and being able to take that jump. Uh, maybe it's easier said than done, but, you know, I left that, that corporate comfort uh, job and took that leap into Web3. You know, that's where the radical change happens is when you take that risk and be bold. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. And I definitely commend you for doing that. Um, I think it's I think it's super cool. And everything you said really resonates with me. I think that, I mean, kids are kids up until they take on a bunch of debt and then they have to go to work for a living and life totally changes uh, and certainly not for the better. So the more that we can help them avoid that and help people match their dollars with what they really want to have happen and make that as efficient and frictionless. Uh, that's nothing but a great thing. So I appreciate everything you're working on. Tell us uh, how people can connect with you and, and, and how can they engage with Scholar? Yeah. So the best way to connect with our project uh, is scholar.io. Um, reminder, the, the O in Scholar is a zero. So it's S-C-H-0-L-A-R.io. Uh, you'll find that same handle on Twitter, uh, as well as Discord, Telegram, you know, all of the socials will be on that. Uh, any personal connections or anyone wanting to partner with Scholar, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. It's Theodore Zipoy. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes, but always happy to have a conversation about potential partnerships, uh, you know, or even people just passionate about the space. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Ted your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to scholar.io. That's S C H zero lar.io and check out everything that we've been talking about find ted on insta or um, on the internet i'll list everything in the notes of the show thanks again ted thank you and until next time keep fighting the good fight we are all in this together <laughs>